Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ladies and gentlemen of the instance listening audience, it is my chance to come to you before today's show and remind you that we have a great new way to support the instance. It's not a Kickstarter. It's not a Patreon. It's none of those things. It's a homegrown plan we put together ourselves called the Instance Loot Stash. And you can go check it out right now at theinstance.net. That's our website, theinstance.net. It's also at frogpants.com if you want to find it that way. But one way or the other, it's a great way to support us and get some cool loot in the process. So please do. That again is theinstance.net and the Instance Loot Stash. Support it today. And don't forget about our friends over at doghousesystems.com where you can get a 255 gigabyte SSD drive for free with your next system purchase. All you have to do is use the code WOW. Those guys are awesome. And you need to get your next rig at doghousesystems.com. <laughs> Warcraft podcast, so you don't have to. This is the instance. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the instance. This is episode 557. The date is May 3rd, 2019. That's right. A new month, everybody. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Patrick who is currently in Helsinki, well, somewhere near Helsinki, Finland. Hello, Patrick. Hello, Scott Johnson. How fare you after your Las Vegas adventures? I fare me well, I think is the way you say it. <laughs> had a really yes, good time absolutely. there. Yeah, we had a lot of, a lot of instance folks there, which was great. Um, and uh, I have a little bit to say about that a little bit later in terms of our tournament we held there. But before we get to that, you should also welcome to the show... One Garrett Weinzerl from Florida. Hello, welcome. Hey, Scott. Patrick, how you doing? Hey, man. What's up with you? How's life? I am, I am alta-hauling like crazy. Oh, I thought you were kind of... I thought you had spent that nickel, but you're still in. You're all in on the alts right now. Well, I finished my, my, my human warlock, yeah. who is now almost better geared than my demon hunter, who I actually raided with at the beginning of this expansion. Yeah. Say. And uh, then I, cr- I, you know, it's it's time walking week, so I crack the seal on my old main, my my blood elf paladin. Mm-hmm. I've been uh, burning through a couple levels, just you know, chaining together time walking dungeons. And then I got this hair up my rear mm. uh, to go unearth my level sixty bank alt from my alliance days, which is a rogue. And dudes, rogues are really fun. Yeah, I don't know if you knew this, but rogues are fun as hell. <laughs> I mean, look, I've got friends who swear by them, who say that if any, you play any other class in the game, you're just wasting your time. Uh, the, the rogues have always been the best and will never be uh, topped. So, you know. You're... Some of my best friends are rogues. <laughs> it was uh... what I was going to roll when I first bought this game. Yeah, I bought World of Warcraft, got home, was really excited to play with my friends, and my buddy goes, well, I'm already a rogue. Yeah. I mean, I'm rogues... <laughs> 
We can't do that. We can't have two rogues. So I rolled myself in that elf hunter. What did my friend do? Switch to horde and jump servers. Of course. Of course. <gasps> and I was already, I was invested. Yeah. So what you're saying is he is no longer your friend. <laughs> Actually, he, he, he DJed my wedding and we're very close and oh, he does wow. a lot of the music for the podcast I do. Oh, all right. Still pals then. Everything's fine. <laughs> Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, that makes me happy. Listen, to hear. when you when you become friends, uh, trading Pokemon over red and blue on your Game Boy colors, that's a friendship that lasts. Yeah. No kidding. Well, just so you know, in the movie version of that story, uh, I'll write it as a, a, a terrible feud that spans uh, years because <laughs> you need a little bit of drama. Yeah. If you want the audience to be captivated, uh, you call it red versus blue and sell the rights to Lifetime. Oh, nice, nice, <laughs> nice point. Well, uh, it's it's uh, lovely to be here and have everyone here. Uh, we're gonna get right to it. I say everyone, but I talked to Terpster the other day. His words to me were, "I hate that we haven't podcasted together in so long," and he did it in that tone. <laughs> well, tell him to put down the weights for five minutes and come talk to us. He's so jacked right now. I don't know if anyone's seen him on it's Instagram. It's gross, incredible. I can't it believe it. So. We actually, he was, uh, obviously he likes me better than he likes you, Scott, because we did uh, Pixels uh, oh. earlier this Oh, week. I see. He makes time for Pixels, does and, he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess the time zones help. Uh, also, he lamented to me the fact that he couldn't join us on the instance. Um, but uh, he, he, we spent a good 10 minutes discussing his new uh, body, mm. I should say, and mm. how he got it. Uh, and yes, it's incredible like for people who knew him before i i seriously think you might uh could think he's photoshopped like in real life in front of you because it's not the same person <laughs> yeah no it's insane uh, um i've seen him many times have i been with terpster in very close and intimate ways he'd come to nerdtacular when we'd spend a lot of time in proximity certainly at multiple blizzcons I would be right around Terpster all the time. And that dude knows how to put his alcohol down the hole and get it going. And I know he knows how to put on a few spare pounds. And so I've always just kind of loved his his lovable little tire he had going. And, you know, his just little pudgy baby face and everything. But now he is this, like, jacked bro man. And it's I, scary. I, I feel like bro the, man the, is a good description. Yeah. I'm wondering now, Terpster, if you're out there listening, did you just have a poster of Chris Pratt hanging on your wall? Like, did you have two of them side by side? Did you have Perks and Rec Chris Pratt and then and then Guardians of the Galaxy Chris Pratt? And you just wake up every morning and you just look at it and you go, soon. I can do this, yeah. This could be me, is what he's saying to himself. Yeah, yeah, it's bananas. Uh, I, I, you know, don't want to admit that I talk about Terpster's body in private, but... The other day, I was just like, Katie, have you, do you follow Terpster on Instagram? She's like, no. I'm like, you need to see this. And I'm just like pulling up all of his photos. Yeah. And we're going back watching his transformation into an Avenger. Yeah. You, uh, <laughs> for real, people should go look this up. I, I'm, I'm, I can't remember. I think it's the Terps or something. Or is it the underscore T on Instagram? I don't remember. If you if you search for Terpster, ah. I'm sure there's only one. <laughs> um, it's like, it's me, Terpster. Yeah, like I don't it's, know. It's crazy. So talking about these uh, uh, too close for comfort moments at BlizzCon, um, to, to round up this topic, I'll say that I, I, it was too close for comfort before, but if there is ever a time when, you know, he drinks a little bit too much and gets smoochy mm-hmm. at the next BlizzCon, which we'll also talk about on this episode, it won't be too close for comfort uh, for me. That's, that's a, all I'll that's, say. That's a really good point. Uh, here you go, chat room. Mm-hmm. I, I found some images. I'm going to show you like his... Is more buff moments. Look at this. Like, look at those hands. 
I love this. I love that T isn't here. Yeah. Uh, this is this is like <laughs> max level creepy, but uh, also just so perfect. Yeah. He is. He is. Well, he's at the perfect age to go ahead and jump on this thing. And you know, I look forward to when he slows down in his forties and gets all fat again. That, that'll be a good time. <laughs> that is a good point. He's like thirty something. Of course, he can get buffed and ripped. Yeah, he's still. That's time. why. Yeah, it's still easy. Yeah, I mean. Back in 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 those days, for me, I was at least as uh, impressively ripped. Yeah, I could least, do it back listen, then man, too. I I'm in my 30s, and this is what I say about people in their 20s because <laughs> I used to work in a kitchen, and I was in charge of baking stuff. So I would just sit there eating cookie dough and cakes all day long, yeah. and I was still skinny as a rail. Yeah. I looked like Cumberbatch about to mess with the time stone. Yeah, and now, uh, no. It oh, I have it there. By the way, anymore. we're not going to give any Endgame spoilers today because obviously we're here to talk about Blizzard and WoW and other stuff. But I just want to <laughs> say one tiny thing. There is a scene toward oh, the end Christ. where... Uh, no, I'm not going to give anything away. This gives nothing away. But there's a scene Every toward the end. Every time you start with, I'm not going to give anything away, you immediately give something away. Uh, let's just say this. The actor you may have just mentioned, I think was CGI'd on top of a really weird body at the end of that movie. Now, Patrick, you've seen the movie like three times. When you go in for your fourth... Just notice that little thing at the end when he's sort of standing there and tell me that that's not, he's not actually there. He didn't show up that day. It's like a body mm. of someone else and then his head awkwardly pivot, uh, balancing on top of it. <laughs> I'll no pay attention. Spoilers, and yet. <laughs> There's no spoiler. Massive spoiler. No, that's that is totally not a, spoiler. a massive spoiler. I don't think. It's totally a spoiler. Is it? Totally a spoiler. Right. Spoiler alert. I think a lot of the actors <laughs> in that movie weren't in the same room at the same time. <laughs> That's a good point. All right, moving on then. Uh, We have stuff to discuss today, and it begins with this. BlizzCon is happening. Uh, Right after we had our show last Wednesday, before I left for Vegas, uh, and I I had sort of gotten, I I had dug deeper on my prediction that they may not do this one year or this year because they'd waited so long to say anything. I was wrong. I was dead wrong. Uh, They're doing it November 1st and 2nd. Tickets go on sale tomorrow and then again on May 8th. And uh, we have confirmation and some of it is controversial. And I have very mixed feelings about some of this. So here you go. Another chance for rah, rah, Blizzard Scott, who loves Blizzard and has always loved Blizzard, to be a little critical of Blizzard today because I don't necessarily love this stuff. And we're, you know, a few days into this, a lot of people are kind of over the discussion of tickets and what changed this year. But I think we should still talk about it a little bit. So here's the skinny, and then we can discuss it. Regular tickets. I, I have I have calmed significantly. Oh, have you? Because I, I haven't. Yeah. I've gotten maybe a little worse. I'm a little more annoyed as time has gone on. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'll explain I'm, why. I'll explain why. I. It's a principal thing, and it may be just I need to get off my high horse and not have the principal so so glowingly hot in <laughs> yes. my hand. Abandon your principles, Scott. <laughs> that is what you need to do. Yeah. That seems like great advice. Anyway, regular tickets. They're up 30 bucks. Uh they were 199 last year and the year previous. They are now 229. Not a big deal. $30 increase. I don't know. That seems probably about right for for a thing like this. Back uh, in my day BlizzCon was $150. So this is the story of BlizzCon tickets. They yeah, have just steadily they go up. gone up in price. Yeah, they go up and there's nothing you can do about them going up eventually cuz they go up. Uh so that that part's fine. Now, part of the context I want to give people is this. If you weren't there last year, then you don't know how horrendous the security stuff was this year, or this last year. It was painful. Like, so bad. I was late for everything. 
Uh, you were out in the hot sun for hours where last year, the year before that, and all previous years that I've ever been, you were just right in. Like, they really, really, really went hard on this, and they were searching everyone's swag boxes, for heaven's sakes. Like, it was really rough. Not saying I don't like security in a secure event. I do. Should be a safe space. But, man, they ratcheted that up, and I don't think they handled it that well. Plus, we have friends who witnessed uh, a bribery of one of the uh, security guards and got past everybody simply by throwing them 20 bucks. So not all that secure when you're letting that sort of thing happen. So I think there were a lot of issues there and a lot of problems and maybe that stuff will get tightened up. I say that so that I can then tell you this next part. That's a normal ticket. They now have something called a portal pass ticket. It's basically a fast pass like you'd get at Disney. $550. $550. I just want that number to sink in. $550, $550, $550. With access to pre-event stuff, which basically is the Dark Moon Fair area the day before, which is Halloween, which is nuts. Uh, People can go up there and hang out and devs will be milling around. It'd be like one of the dev meetups that we always get invited to, except if you're one of the 550s, you get to go up there and and hobnob with those guys. Uh, You also get access to what they're calling the Portal Pass Lounge. You get early entry into, I would assume, opening ceremonies and other stuff. They didn't get real specific about that. And then shorter security lines and preferred parking. Now, here's the principle. You guys want to hear the principle? This is the principle. I don't like this dividing up on economic lines. And I don't mean societal economic lines. I just mean I don't like the idea of separating people by who could afford 550 and who couldn't. And having the ones that could skip ahead. Hey, skip ahead, everybody. And the reason I don't like it in this, and I'm, I don't like it at Disneyland either. I, I kind of don't like it anywhere. Um, but the reason I really don't like it here is because for me, okay, so I'm speaking from my own experience, BlizzCon has always been this really great unifying event for Blizzard fandom. And, and in that unification, that meant we all were going to go and we were all equals and we were all going to experience it together and not have obstacles put in our place that were arbitrary and artificial based on how much money you paid. I don't like that kind of stuff, like ever. So that's my principle that I would have to abandon <laughs> if I was to be cool with this. And I really have mixed feelings about it. Like, I, I, I understand Like, it's almost like the faster security lines is just an answer to a bad security situation last year. And you're paying a huge premium for it. That's the other thing. I don't know that all that stuff's worth $550 because you're also going to have to get hotel. You're going to have to get flight. You're going to have to have all the expensive things that happen when you go to Anaheim, California, BlizzCon or not, but especially during BlizzCon. And you're going to be saddled with this this relative hardship of a thing if you want all this preferred treatment. Like, does it... I'm very curious what you guys think. We'll start with Patrick. Patrick, am I crazy? Like, is that seem? Uh, I'm not trying to be Mr. Socialist here. I'm. I'm just saying. I, I don't like the idea <laughs> that you were going to go there. I just don't um, like it. Don't like the tearing. Yeah, you you beat me to the punch. I don't really like it either. I mean, I'm I'm uh, I'm not sure. I'm I have mixed feelings. Uh, I think for the price hike, that is pure uh, capitalism, and it's fine. As long as they can uh, sell it for a higher price, I think they are perfectly in their right to sell it for a higher price and they keep selling out and that's 
fine. And the, the price has essentially, what, doubled over the last uh, uh, 10 years. But, you know, as long as people are willing to pay it, then it's fine. The portal pass ticket, I think, follows the same logic, kind of. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's common for conventions to have that tiered system. But there is this factor that you're talking about where BlizzCon is a very communal experience and you, you, we're all the same and we're all together. And what this creates is there's going to be people that cut the lines essentially and that are in the venue before everyone else, which for the uh, opening ceremony specifically, which is the big thing, means they're going to get better seats, which, you know, they're paying basically double the amount. So I guess it's only fair, but it still feels a little bit icky to me. Um, but I don't know. It, everyone does it kind of like all conventions have it. So why not? And if some people aren't willing to pay for that, then they won't. Um, and and on the other hand, like I keep going back and forth, on the other hand, before last year, I don't know if the convention center had to adhere to stricter security regulations and thus the, the security lines became a nightmare. Um, but had, before uh, that uh, last year... Mm -hmm. We had a shooting last year, like a month before BlizzCon, right. at a gaming event in Florida. Mm. Oh, right. The, right. the Madden But thing. I mean, yeah. you know, not to, not to, uh, uh, I don't make light of anything, but you have shootings, you know, on a regular basis in the U.S. And previous years didn't have that increased uh, uh, scrutiny. Right. So right. I don't know but what last year it was a lot closer to home. It was an, action, an I think actual it gaming event. Yeah, I think. Okay, all right. Had it not well, been I mean, a gaming event, I think it would have felt different. But yes, maybe. I, I don't even know if that was why they did that. Like, I they never talked about it, so I don't know if they mm. were planning on that big security increase. Regardless, I, they must have been because right. a month before isn't enough time for them to scramble. Or maybe it was because it ended up being yeah. so bad. I don't know. I'm torn on that. Or but. maybe you know, it's possible they changed security companies, and that one wasn't as well organized as the other. I, we don't know. But the my point was going to be in previous years. The, the security lines, I didn't feel were that bad. They were, you know, it's never fun to wait in a security line, but it wasn't as horrendous as, as what I've heard from last year. Oh, so, not even close. I, I, I want to defend last year and say, other than the opening of the con floor the day of, the security lines weren't that bad. Oh. And what we're, what none of us have mentioned on the show today, too, is, is in regards to the, the portal pass and and i will admit you can go check my twitter right now when this got announced i didn't have kind things to say about it my gut reaction is this doesn't feel good mm. uh it doesn't feel good and it definitely doesn't look good in a year where blizzard already doesn't look good yeah um, they have a, a an image problem this year like crazy and this does not help right all that said um hey the three of us have gotten media passes for multiple years in a row now we basically already got this experience for free uh, because <laughs> of what we do for Blizzard. Um, so if, and I'm with you, Scott, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to like throw it in your face because I'm with you. Like I remember going to BlizzCon the first many years paying completely out of pocket, getting no access to anyone, no one giving a crap about StarCast or any other podcast I was doing. Um, and it was really special to me. It was something that I sat on the sidelines for for years and watched and it was, the, I wanted to go to it so bad. And when I finally got to go, it was amazing. It yeah. was truly an amazing experience. Right. Um, and 
So I do feel I'm with you. I, like I get that feeling. I think something sort of kind of is lost. Well, well, while at the same time, this is kind of industry standard, and people like you and me have already been getting this experience. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I mean, I'm standing in a bit of a proxy position on this because yeah, you could. And before people start, you know, yelling, "Hey, Scott, you get press passes plus." Hey, didn't it Nerdtacular you offer front row seats for a premium? Yes, we did. Like we kind of had VIP seats. Oh, uh, I, oh I forgot about that. I hadn't right. even remembered that. Hypocritical Scott is back at it again. R- right. It sounds like that does sound rather hypocritical. I guess I'm doing kind of a a proxy thing for the average goer, con goer. I know how I would feel if I were them. And it would be like I feel <laughs> like I would feel like this is yeah, OK. No, I, but how how is it different from your con where you had VIP? That's a, I, if you hadn't mentioned it, I wouldn't have uh, <laughs> uh, even remembered. It's but not, how is it different from yours? It's not different. It's not different at all. The, the okay. main the main difference is that we uh, I mean, in our case, we needed it because we had to pay for stuff and it was we weren't going to break even if we didn't. So that was our biggest reason. I don't know if that's mm. part of Blizzard's reason or not. But no, I'm sure it isn't. BlizzCon, I think, makes money every year. Yeah, so. and I think they'll yeah, they'll, they'll oh, do yeah. real well this year because how I don't know how many I don't know what proportion of tickets are the five fifties. That'd be interesting uh, to know. I forgot that I did VIP for CreateCon too. Right. We <laughs> like what we're talking about it is everybody like Gary. You said it. It's becoming an industry wide thing from small to large, and so part part of me goes, oh well, yeah, this is just the way stuff goes. And someone in the chat even said, well, this has already been prohibitive because you're never going to get the whole fan base together anyway. True. And there's a huge portion who do, can't even do the 150 in the years past or the 199 in years past. True. So they were already it's already a discriminating event by its very nature. It's it's only going to be available for those who yeah, a, but- have the money. B got tickets, uh, you know, got in under the wire and got tickets if they were lucky. Like it's already that it's already kind of exclusive. So mm. I, I don't know. I think all yeah. of those. Sorry, sorry, I interrupted. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I think all of these things can be true at the same time. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be like, I don't like a little bit of that. So all of a sudden, it's it's my hate for Blizzard is full on. Or this is completely normal industry standards. So uh, I, I everyone who thinks this is a little bit icky is an idiot. Um, I think <laughs> it's it gives mixed, mixed feelings to a lot of people. And um, and yeah, it is already discriminating for BlizzCon, but at the same time, you know, to go to BlizzCon is difficult for some people, but at the same time, this is a little bit more. Um, so I think that that sums up. But so are uh, concerts, so are every, I mean, I, I and I admit mm-hmm. that and that's, I admit that my principle, my, my holding this principle over my head is got about a hundred caveats that's making it heavier and it's going to be harder to hold it up over my head for very long but mm. but uh, well, that, that vip thing you did for your con is the heaviest <laughs> of all the caveats I'll, I'll... <laughs> it's pretty heavy um i mean they weren't that yeah, expensive they um, were less they were less money than a single blizzcon ticket but here let me mention this uh sitting in the chat room who often drops truth bombs i think he's probably right he says this is not a normal event for the common man anymore if it ever was it's a marketing event with premium access for enthusiasts. I mean, that's kind of what it always has been, right? Like, mm. most players don't go. Most players sit home and hear the announcements and talk about what's happening and see the esports and stuff, and they don't go to those lengths. This is for those who really want to be first in line, who really want to get the full-blown experience, and it's 26, 27, 28,000 of those people 
out of millions who do it. So and yet and yet and yet when you you go there to be amongst your peers and you're super happy to have gone there and you see that douchebag who's richer than you and you know cuts the line and has a great seat for the opening ceremony because he forked you know uh, double the amount you did i think it's not gonna it fractures a little bit the community i i feel i think it doesn't feel super great well and also uh, yeah. if, if they had done this last year i would have less i would have had less of a problem with it weirdly i do think i'm colored by all of the weird stuff going on lately and the and like garrett you were saying the current pr vision of blizzard is not what it used to be things are a little less shiny and because of that that is absolute i'd be lying if i said that wasn't affecting how i'm perceiving this price hike and the and them being so jazzed about it it's the greatest event in the world forget about all the stuff that's been happening lately and look at this shiny object which now costs more money like i know that's what's psychologically i will own that i know that's what's happening frankly the the, it could be strategic too like if this is something they've always been wanting to do why not just do it now just rip the band-aid off while you're ripping all the other ugly band-aids off like like the the image is already in the toilet for blizzard so f it just get this over with get ahead of it we won't be thinking about this come november uh unless we get there and it's (laughs) the, the the line is very clearly delineated between the 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 fast fast holders and the regulars yeah but um uh, chances are i think a lot of us are going to just forget about this come then it's it's probably just gonna this is going to be the way it is from here on out my only true true concern with this past is how does this work in numbers is as far as how many people are being admitted to the conference that's my only true concern Mm. is that like are we losing x amount of regular passes for the portal pass because they can only let so many people in like there's fire codes and things you have to clear and they, <laughs> they already they occupy the entirety of the convention center right so. exactly yeah. that's my my biggest concern i am assuming the way they're they're running this is uh, maybe it's i don't know like because it's blizzcon it always sells out like is 550 truly too high or if, if they if they sold 30,000 portal pass tickets and only 10,000 regular tickets would it sell out? I um, don't know. Probably. I don't know. They probably have some way to real time because they, they haven't said. So they don't have to lock in on any, you know, they don't have to say how many tickets are going to be what kind. So they couldn't. Th- oh, where'd everybody go? I lost everybody. That was weird. Hold on. Did you guys see that? The call just ended. Hold on. It's garbage poop. <laughs> it's fine. It's ab- fine. I mean, yeah, if it's one on one, it's no problem. I can deal with it. If you have a multiple uh, people, do videos. yeah. If you do video or multiple people in Skype, you want to die. All right, uh, uh, people at home, we're back. Sorry about the weirdness. We had a we were, we were talking smack about BlizzCon <laughs> and the whole thing went down and thought maybe Blizzard was uh, <laughs> coming we're after us. Back. We were I, having an honest conversation about <laughs> legitimate concerns, and it was uh, good. It was good regarding discussion regarding something that is very that, that used to be very special to all of us. Yes, and still is. And I ways. have a. I have one last retort. Oh, give me your retort. Go. Oh, already? Yeah. Oh, are we recording? Well, yeah, oh, yeah, we're already? good. We're still there. Okay, we're good to go. Yeah, okay, we're good to go. Uh, I do want to defend the idea that uh, media get press passes and that is the way it should be. For most people, maybe not for us, uh, but for most people, and I, I would argue even for us, we go there to work. Maybe the first couple of times it was just 
we didn't work all that much. Mm -hmm. But honestly, most media people don't go there to have fun. Having fun is an incidental um, element of being at BlizzCon. Yeah. And of course, for fans, it's always fun. But I mean, I don't know how many podcasts you guys record when you're there, but I usually do like three, four, and you need to them. stay on top of everything. And <laughs> it is, if on top of that, you had to uh, go through the lines and, and you know, all of that, it would be it would make it a lot more difficult. So I feel like it's in conventions in general and maybe a little bit less at BlizzCon because it's more fun, but still it's warranted to have special passes for, for media. It's not just Oh it, yeah, those it, aren't it, just I, like, I, hey, you got y'all are VIPs, come have fun. Like I work yeah. I, I BlizzCon for me is a blur of three days of just nonstop running around getting shit done like that's all it is yes yes but it's it's also like it's a mixed bag like i i still i i can't last year really did feel like work i'll be mm -hmm. honest mm -hmm. um but a lot of it was because because of the the privileges that the media pass affords me in years past i've been more or less still been able to have like a fun fan blizzcon experience mm -hmm. and that's because of perks that the media pass gives me like having my own demo room and not having to wait in long lines to play the the, the things that were announced mm -hmm. and so it allowed it freed me up to still go downstairs and actually sit in normal seats and watch panels live and enjoy some esports um but last year they let more people in and they removed a butt ton of seats from the main hall and so that didn't happen and i just felt like i was run ragged and the few panels i got to see i did watch from the press room which is fluorescent lighting and tvs it felt super clinical and the magic was dead man mm -hmm. it didn't exist yeah, i love last they, year's blizzcon being like i'm sweaty i'm exhausted and i don't give a crap about diablo immortal right but there was some food up there so that was all right it wasn't there great was food, food yes. but there yeah. was food that's what i'm that's what i'm talking about like i'm trying like i remember i still remember what it was like being on the outside looking in like doing my early day blizzard podcast and just wishing to god i had a media pass yeah. and looking at Folks like you, Scott, and being like, shaking my fist, like, damn you, internet famous Scott. <laughs> I remember it. And it really is a privilege to have those passes. You're totally right. Um, it is. It absolutely is. We're not just saying honestly, that so that they listen and make sure it, we get them. It is a privilege. But but if you didn't have the passes and it happened to me uh, uh, once or twice. No, actually, it didn't. Not for BlizzCon. But if you don't, it makes working there impossible. Oh, not yeah, impossible, no. but like honestly, it's really so. It's kind of not anyway, Yes, it is a privilege, and yes, it's necessary. So yeah. I just wanted to. No, no, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. Um, yeah. They are expanding some of the space. The area where they usually sell swag and do uh, ticket lines—that's all going to be used for the con this year. Uh, so I don't know what where they're going to do. Oh wow! Ticket lines really? and swag. Yeah, they, they're going to use that all like all the, that space down there. The basement. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. It is enormous. It is enormous. That's like. Oh that is my a ton God! Of square okay. footage. So you know what so I think we, that means? They... That means more people are coming. That's what I think that means. I think they're opening yeah, up this yeah, to bro, be a larger ticket. So I hope or, they or, or that means they're adding in an Activision section to the con, and we're going to be able to play <laughs> Call oh, of Duty shit. and Call of Duty. <laughs> no, no. You said and... that, and the actual odor of dog shit hit my nostrils. <laughs> Like, oh, Patrick. That is the worst. I mean, Just it could be. They don't get specific listen, about what they're going to use listen, the space for. They don't have for. Destiny anymore. They've got nothing with loot that anyone at Blizzard gives, uh, anyone enjoys Blizzard games gives a crap about. That's not happening. Yeah. Also, not happening. Uh, I, I was going to say another thing about the security last year because someone in the chat mentioned it, and it did happen to me. 
and I was right behind Garrett. Garrett brought a bunch of camera stuff, which is great because he's thorough and did lots of cool video. So he has all this camera stuff with him. We're in the same line. <laughs> Garrett goes through there with all of this enormous equipment and technology. I get up to the guy <laughs> and I got this. in my bag a small recorder, an audio recorder. And they tell me, sorry, can't bring that in. You're going to take that back to your hotel and then come back. I'm like, but he just went in with all this camera stuff that both does audio and video. High definition 4K, I think, even. And you're telling me uh, also, I can't. Also, in that bag was a Tascam, which is essentially what you were stopped yes, at Yes, exactly. For. It makes no sense to me. So that's why if I seem a little rough on this whole security idea, it's because I had multiple poopy experiences in security last year. Like, multiple. And there was no getting around it. Like, you couldn't get in any other way unless I, I guess I could have bribed a dude, apparently, and paid 20 bucks and gotten in. Ugh, that was a cluster. Hopefully that stuff's improved regardless of this conversation. Anyway, let's move on to this other point, and that is no Gamescom. They have been at Gamescom since, well, at least actively in every year since, I think, 2014. Um, early 2010s. Uh, early maybe. teens, I think. I can't remember when exactly, but I, I, I we, we <clears throat> not we, but I used to work in, in Blizzard EU when Gamescom uh, started becoming more and more important for the company and i think it was we were there every year and, but it started growing tremendously early yeah probably 2011 12 i guess mm -hmm. um and then it became a mini blizzcon uh 14 even before that actually 13 anyway early 10s yeah yeah that sounds right well they're not doing it this year which surprised a lot of people um this is what they say. As part of a renewed effort this year to maintain our focus on development for our current games and future projects, we will not have a booth at Gamescom 20, uh, 2019. The show is an important one for the European and global gaming community, and we're going to miss meeting players in Cologne this year. You'll still be able to find Blizzard gear in the Gamescom 2019 shop area. And we're, I don't know why that makes me laugh. And we're looking forward to returning to the Gamescom show floor in the future. Uh, we're also looking forward to sharing more details about projects we're currently working on when the time is right. Um, yeah, that's so they're not, they're just not going there. So everybody who thought you might get reaction. announcements. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Garrett. My gut reaction was that this is the greatest news in the world for strictly BlizzCon hype. <laughs> because so often exactly Gamescom comes about and I'm like, well, BlizzCon's in like a month and then Gamescom hits and they're like, and we're announcing all the big shit. And I'm like, but but what are we doing at BlizzCon? Mm. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> it's um, that's true. It really became a huge deal, and I think they can't go there and not have anything to announce. Um, you know, there was a year when Activision decided they didn't uh, want to be at Gamescom anymore, and Blizzard took over the whole. If you've ever been there, I mean, you guys don't travel to Europe, so you probably haven't. But um, it, it, it was enormous for, like, it was half a hall of Gamescom, which is really big. Yeah. Um, they can't go there and not have anything to announce. I guess they could, and maybe they have in the past or underwhelming stuff. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Garrett. I think this means they will have uh, something to announce at BlizzCon. Uh, when we were talking about BlizzCon a few months back, we were saying, or at least I was saying, they can't have a BlizzCon if they don't have something big. Either Diablo 4 or a new IP, or, you know, Overwatch, other game, or something like that. But 
multiple even, things it needs to be. It needs to be multiple. It can't just be Diablo 4. It can't just be. I think Diablo 4 would be enough. You think Diablo so? 4 and oh. Diablo Immortal. Uh, but I think, it, well, anyway, I mean, at least Diablo 4 or a new IP. I think even with the, you know, long in the toothness of Overwatch, if it was like Overwatch Legends, which is another game in single player or RPG or whatever, I don't think it would be enough. Mm. Um, it needs to be Diablo 4, uh, StarCraft. I don't think people would be super excited about anything StarCraft at this point. Garrett, um, Garrett get would out. be very I'm excited. Not, we're not friends anymore. Yeah, Garrett would be okay. stoked. <laughs> there, I don't think there would be a majority of the 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 people attending that would be uh, super. I, I, I really want to fight you on this, but we can we can we can. Yeah. All right. Take it somewhere. That's my feeling, but obviously. My, all right. Um, TLDR. Um, I think a lot more people than you think would be excited about StarCraft. I think the issue with StarCraft is that uh, the fans of the universe aren't interested in the most difficult PvP game that's ever been d designed. Yeah. Well, no. <laughs> here's the thing. With, what I think this with, is easy to cl clarify. What you're saying, Garrett, and I actually agree with this, if they, uh, StarCraft in a new place, an MMO, a uh, something else, a squad-based shooter, whatever, that's that would be a giant hit. What would not yes. be a hit is another RTS. Nobody wants that. Right, right. Look, there, um, some Fair people enough. want it, and I don't want to take that away from you if you do want it, but there's a lot of us, and I count myself among these people, that love <laughs> the StarCraft mythos and want to spend more time in that universe, but we don't want to spend time in that universe getting our ass handed to us by kids in Korea. Yeah, I, if uh, I, yeah. Loki Mjolnir is solving all of our issues by saying StarCraft and Immortal. <laughs> oh my gosh, don't do it. I, I think that would be perfect. For years, <laughs> I have begged for a mobile StarCraft tactics game. Yes, turn-based StarCraft tactics game would be, uh, I would be, I am totally with you. But what I don't want is, is an RTS on mobile. It would be terrible. Yeah. Yes. No, but, no, not a, no, 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 no. I want like grid tile based. Yeah. Uh, either either it, make it like into the breach or make it like like Civ or something like something that's a little more uh, gamified or Final Fantasy Tactics, man. Anything like that. Yeah, I would there do are, that. There are, well, I mean, yeah. A anyway, uh, there are games that are real time that work. Um, Supercell has a couple. Um, but yeah, probably not what we're going to get. But my, my whole point was going to be. Gamescom would have been the perfect place to announce Diablo, a Diablo game. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's not even impossible that they figured, you know, we have to announce it at BlizzCon to this is where it will have the most impact. It will uh, uh, buy our the trust back from the our community, and we need to do it. So also they are saving money and don't need to be spending the millions of dollars they would spend at Gamescom. Right. Um, yeah, it's a, so, it's, a, it's a huge expense if you don't have a st strong plan for it. And if you want to throw everything at BlizzCon, like, why would they? I'm not that shocked about this announcement. It's not that big a deal. So yeah, I don't know. how many new games do you think will be announced at, at BlizzCon? It's prediction time now. Three. And you can uh, even three. say... Are we you, counting you, expansions? Uh, No. Let's say... No, let, no. Let, I'm saying... <clears throat> new things. Then one. Three. One. Three. Three? three? Yep, here's are what you're you going to get. I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get Diablo 4 actual proper announcement uh -huh. you're going to get a at least one of their mobile plans one of these secret games we've been working on for five years we're going to find out what one of those mm -hmm. is mm. And, oh and they're going to bury it in the middle of the opening ceremony as <laughs> yeah. opposed to saving it for the end <laughs> yeah probably and then third i don't have a third one i guess i was thinking of an expansion <laughs> so two two 
Okay, okay. Okay. Two is where I would go. I think well. two is 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 brave. Is a brave is a brave claim. I'm pretty sure it's just going to be Diablo Four. Uh, although if they're canceling Gamescom, Gamescom would be the great place to just be like, and here's our next mobile game because this isn't our big conference. Right. Enjoy. Right. That's true. Um, but yeah, I think Diablo Four makes sense. A mobile game makes sense. Launch of Diablo Immortal. Um, which, by the way, uh, the NetEase people have been saying that Diablo Immortal is done for like three months. Mm. They said like it's essentially ready to go. We're waiting on Blizzard, which really amuses me because Blizzard, it, it cha- you know, it shows the difference of philosophy in game development. Mm-hmm. Blizzard finishes a game and then polishes it for like six months to a year uh, and sometimes more. And that's when it's done for Blizzard. Mm-hmm. Every other company in the world, not every other, but most other companies in the world, finish the functionalities of the game, think, yeah, it's it's pretty good, let's go. And they don't have time for polish. So it was really interesting that Blizzard is is keeps working on the game when Tencent is thinking, yeah, uh, I think they're done. <laughs> what are we doing, guys? It's it's done. Like it yeah. works, you have the controls, and and yeah, so that was funny. It's but kind of, I think much of Diablo Immortal. It would have and a new expansion so for a while, right? Right, right, right. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, we've got to have a WoW expansion. We know we're going to have a Hearthstone expansion. Um, Probably some Overwatch years. thing. It's got to be. Some Overwatch thing, yeah. Can't be just uh, a character. Well, now map. we're just saying all the, all the games. Like, it's, it's yeah, but you've got to, like, well, they got yeah, to do something bigger than that. That's why I think it's maybe one Oh, of you them. mean like a character or something for Overwatch? I, right. It's got to be more than that. It has to be like... Like you were saying, like uh, whatever, some something in the Overwatch play oh, space for, that's like for new. Overwatch. I don't like not for for Overwatch the the existing game. I don't think. Oh I yeah, lost no. hope on that one. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get anything cool there. I mean, we may get some updates and whatever, but I honestly, I yeah, think maybe characters if, and stuff like that. I could but. see them going like full blown sequel announcement. I know that sounds crazy, but that's how that game's positioned. It's a game that you buy and then you play for five six years, and then a new one comes out. So yeah. I don't think that thing's a service until I mean, the end of time. I think maybe a new a new Overwatch game is possible. I don't know. Of course, yeah. I think they're working on one or two right now, of course. Right. So but, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You don't know about that one? Not so sure, Garrett? I, I, I don't know. Like, it, They really have to change it to to interest me because then I look at it like, oh, you're just, you're just doing the Call of Duty model, but you're just taking a lot longer between your releases. How about this? What if... It's a hundred junk rats enter and only one leaves. No, but it can't be an FPS. Like, it can be a competitive FPS. It can't, it's, it has to be another type of, uh, oh, you were making a, a Battle Royale joke. Yeah, that's a little BR right. joke there. Um, yeah. I'm, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> you're not into it. I'm not I into it either. clever to, <laughs> I'm not I into it either. Improv. Not into it either. Not, I'm not interested. I would be interested in a yeah. bunch of uh, single player or cooperative stuff. That'd be cool if it was something more mm-hmm. focused and less eventy. Yeah, yeah, something of something of that. I really love Overwatch's universe and would love to see something more narratively driven. Mm. But yeah, I'm not. Too. I'm not holding my breath because it seems like Blizzard has been less and less interested in Dude, narrative. Last night I was poning people with uh, Baptiste. I'm all into him right now. He's great. He's a he's that dude's. Oh, the game is awesome. The game is still awesome. It's just long in the tooth. And you know what else about it being long in the tooth? It doesn't matter to me because part of this, part of my resurgence and interest in it in the last week. Well, there's other reasons too because we did that tournament and it got me excited. But um, I'm a little br'd out. Like I kind of just going back to Overwatch. Was like, oh yeah, right. This is just 
Let's go team. Let's let's push this payload. Oh, this feels all right. This feels like home. This isn't this isn't me being stressed behind a rock when I know there's only three other guys in our circle. And that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I get it. It's a cool thing. It's obviously cool. It's the biggest thing in the world right now. That entire thing. But I don't know. There was like it was nice. It was like going back back to play Quake or something. It just felt felt like the right thing to do. Um, I'll talk about that later. But anyway, let's get quickly through this um, earnings call. Oh yes, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say something about Overwatch, which was really clever, but then I forgot what it was. Well, leave it to me to blow your mind with what I was saying so that you would forget. <laughs> uh, let's look at the quick earnings call numbers. None of this is too exciting, but uh, Blizzard had 32 million MAUs. What does that mean? MAU. Monthly active users. Ah, very nice. Thank you, PR man who used to work at Blizzard. Monthly active users in the quarter. That's down from 35 million last quarter. So a little bit of a dip. Uh, Activision Blizzard plans to increase investment in their biggest internal franchises. I think that lends credence to the idea of... Uh, oh, I know what I was going to say. Diablo it wasn't 4. about Overwatch, but it has to do with biggest internal franchises. What if they announce a partnership with Marvel for an Avengers game? Oh, my Lord. I think that's already... That would be weird. I think Wait, so else... they acquired uh, Ben Brode's new studio, is what you're saying? <laughs> well, I mean, Ben Brode is probably going to be doing a small card game. That would be like an Overwatch-type team game. Right. I don't know. I, it... Anyway, don't pay attention to... Aren't they partnering with NetEase on that deal? Second yes. breakfast or second lunch or whatever Net, Well, is. I mean... Second dinner. Yeah. <laughs> NetEase... Just, keep, just keep listing meals. You'll get there. <laughs> but don't say supper. Uh, Okay. <laughs> Second supper. Second that that brunch. would be the old man version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they uh <laughs> Netties gave them thirty million bucks to to work. It's not like they don't even have a controlling interest in the company. Oh, so wow. Okay. It's uh it's not really a partnership. It's not it's just Netties trusting Ben Brode to make them tons of There's a, a great thread on Brode's Twitter from a while back where he kind of talked about the whole experience. Um must be something yeah. for him because he went from, I mean, obviously Overwatch was, or uh, Hearthstone was a huge hit for them, but, um, you know, he used to be low-level dude to Blizzard, kind of quiet. Uh, the only time you ever heard him is at BlizzCon because he had a cool voice, so he'd be the voice of God, but then Hearthstone happened, and then that went crazy, and now now he's getting $30 million investment from a Chinese company and, and a license with Disney Marvel. Like, it's a big deal. He went that that team are the only humans on earth that could get me excited about a mobile game. Look at you. All right. <laughs> that, Look that's, at th- that's it. There's no one else. Thick There's hair no McGee any, over there. With anyone the pop. else could announce, oh, we got the Marvel license and we're making a, a mobile game and I would just blow raspberries for five <laughs> minutes as they talked. And uh, having like the core group of, of of people from Team Five move over there and get a thirty million dollar investment and then get the Marvel license and say they're making a phone game, yeah, I'm like, all right, I'm interested. Show me what you got. I don't know why a, fi- a, a, a elongated raspberry from Garrett is funny to me. I would I would film that and I would put it on repeat. ASMR. I can't remember. Oh, AS- uh, there was something something we did on something we covered on Angry Chicken recently that was some Q&A from the devs where it was like them just repeating the same lame answer to something and I literally on the show it's just like, <laughs> like just blowing raspberries over the whole thing look it's ASMR for someone is what I'm saying anyway hey let's move on to this uh, they say they will continue to invest in the uh, platform expansion on PC and mobile and new geographies which I guess means areas of the world they're not currently in or dominating Activision Blizzard continues to enhance their leadership position in esports they said the Overwatch League viewership grew, uh, watched hours for the second season 
to date are over 30% higher than in the first season. I assume that's also to the same date last season. So that was a little bit surprising to me because um, they have more watchable times for the entire world for that Overwatch League mm -hmm. season two, but I didn't think it was gonna the uh, interest was gonna last with the waning interest in Overwatch the game itself. So I'm guessing the people who are really into it are, you know, uh, uh, there are more and more engaged, which is really cool. That for is that good. Team. Yeah. Also, the esport it, maybe it's some proof that it, that the esport supersedes um player shifting you know what i mean like it's still a it's like some people who aren't playing anymore are still watching yeah or even people who who are like super into all their battle royale games are like wait I, I really want to watch this like i have i have friends who've never touched heroes of the storm and uh, and are mad that htc is gone because that was their esport they loved watching that play they never played it themselves mm -hmm. they didn't care so i think there's a lot of maybe a lot of that about 30%, yeah, that's, that's high, that's good. I mean, I'm not playing one of you on StarCraft, but I'm watching the crap out of StarCraft Esports. And, yeah, and loving it. Loving it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. City-based Call of Duty League franchises are in demand, apparently. Uh, first five... I didn't even realize they were doing that, so they're replicating the Overwatch League... Uh, formula for call of duty yeah That's might be a little late cool. for that i mean but, uh, this is a thing that for me is like a decade late but if this was something they had launched back in like modern warfare 2 era i would have watched the crap out oh of i would have been huge oh, yeah, dude it would have been huge yeah. they really did kind of miss the boat on that but anyway atlanta dallas new york paris and toronto so paris is in there patrick well done yeah uh, it's, uh, paris eternal um the same i think the same team that has the paris eternal um Oh, uh, uh, franchise for Overwatch has bought the one for Call of Duty. I think that makes sense, right? Have the two? Uh, yeah, that would make perfect sense. Uh, they mentioned again that Hearthstone is a single-player PVE experience launching this month with more content on the way. We have more info on that a little bit later in our roundup. Uh, and Activision Blizzard, uh, uh, sorry, delivered approximately eight hundred million dollars of in-game net bookings. Total number of digital and physical goods combined in their first quarter. So they didn't say how that compared to last year, but a relatively boring, boring earnings call. We do these. We like to cover these just because it's a good temperature of how things are going at Blizzard. And given the uh, Activision Blizzard stuff of recent months, it's that's uh, good to look at this stuff once in a while. We do have wow news, though. Oh, my gosh. Everybody put pull your pants up and let's do this. World of Warcraft. How many characters can you have in Classic? Well, the answer to the question. <clears throat> in WoW Classic, you will have the following character limits per WoW account. All right, so this is an account limit. A maximum of 10 characters per WoW Classic realm. I believe that's more than they launched with, isn't it? I think it I is. I don't remember, but eight. yes. It is. I think it has to be. How many characters? I think I it was know. eight when they launched, but I yeah. uh, can't remember. Well, sure. you had one for every class. and Yeah. I guess now they just have extra slots, even though there's still only those eight classes to start with. Anyway, a maximum of 50 characters across all of the WoW Classic realms in your region. So if you are in the, I don't know, North America region, you can have 50 characters, which I think is still the limit in the live game, isn't it? It's like I have no 50. idea. I, yeah. hit it, I hit it once. I so. When I hit it, I was annoyed because I couldn't believe I had all these like alts scattered all over the place. And <laughs> I am still annoyed by the friend cap. And Battle.net. But, I hate yeah. the friend cap. You know why I hate the friend cap? Because we did a tournament in Overwatch at in Vegas 
uh, last weekend, and it was great. We had a great time, and I'll talk a little bit more about it in the wrap-up. But uh, one of the problems was is you had to friend the guys that were there Yep, because we weren't landing this. We had it tied back to Blizzard, so we had to have our authenticators and our accounts and everything, and we had to have these friends added who would then run the game for us. Well, my thing was maxed, so I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I going to get out of here? And I accidentally deleted Veronica Belmont by I didn't mean to. I wasn't like I freaking get rid of her, but I got rid of her because I was in this panicked mode of like we got to get this game going, and I had to delete these people to add these new friends, and I had to have the whole team had to be on my friends list. So I'm just like mm-hmm. deleting people. Ah, friends limits. That's stupid. Don't like it. Yep, we do a uh, community tournament three times a year on the Angry Chicken, and uh, I have to friend the the six winners of prizes to send them like uh, Hearthstone cards and stuff, and it adds up, man. Yeah, it's no good. I gotta I gotta call my friends list like once a year at least. Yeah, I agree. Uh, by the way, this is Veronica's response when she found out. Hold on, Let's see if I can find it. Yeah, here it is. I should say, like, Scott Johnson is my bitch. Yeah, geez. All right. That's fine. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Oh, uh, no one faction per realm. Whoops, I almost deleted the whole thing. No, uh, sorry, only one faction per realm on PvP realms. Yeah, that's right. PvP, back the way it used to be. Yep. Looking forward to that, I guess. Uh, and no overlap or regard for the character limits in Battle for Azeroth. Um, You'll be able to have up to 50 battle uh, for Azeroth characters and up to 50 WoW classic characters at the same time. So I guess that limit is the same, but you'll, you and in theory, you could have 100 characters split evenly oh, between that classes. That answers that other. question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting this to be the case. Yeah. Uh, I was assuming that classic would be its own, like, install and launcher. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would have assumed. So this will end well, up on launcher, your, but... this will be on your sidebar, man. No, yeah, not launcher, but I know yeah, what you mean. Icon. Yeah, it's own icon. Own icon on the launcher. There you go. I wasn't, I wasn't expecting uh, the characters are creating classic to affect my limit in regular WoW at all. Uh, also on the PTR, uh, quick note here, Naz Jatar and a new dungeon are available now for testing. The new dungeon is Operation Mechagon. And uh, Naz Jatar. Just, just think of it as like a soft day, like Naz Jatar. Naz Jatar. Naz Jatar. You're you're really you're really committing to that Z. I look when and, I, uh, Operation Mechagon is OMG. Yes, it is totally it is. That's the great. best the best acronym <laughs> for a for a dungeon ever. Naz Nazachar Nazjatar sounds like it. I feels like a thing I played for, when I was playing bass for Fish in the '90s. That was the <laughs> instrument I used. It's a stupid. So you name. have Lady Vaj. Yeah. Nashatar. 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 Naz Jasatar. Got it. Anyway. Uh, somebody somebody please clip out that little bit. Please, <laughs> please don't. All right. If you are uh, into that and that's your jam, you can get on the PTR and play that right now because uh, there's no, no reason you shouldn't unless you don't like doing stuff on PTRs, which I don't. So I don't and I won't. But some of you will. And I wish you all the luck with that. I'm glad that you do it so that I can learn bosses when it hits the live game. Damn Thank straight. You. Damn straight. All right, time to wrap it up in uh, Blizzard fashion. In Overwatch, that event thing that's going on is still alive and happening. Uh, and is over, it? yeah, I think so. I thought I, it was over. Well, I went in last night and it still let me join, so I assume. Oh, okay. I, maybe they extended it. I'm not actually sure on that, but uh, no, it's more there. likely that I didn't realize it was still on. It's all good. Um, and the Overpants tournament, which we ran for our Frog Pants uh, morning stream meetup in Vegas, 
turned out to be so much freaking fun. If you want to see the VOD of this thing, I put it up on YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Scott Johnson. And it's one of the most recent videos. You can go enjoy it to your heart's content. We had a blast and um, it was fun to cast it. It was fun to play in the tournament and then go back up to the booth and cast it again. And this thing was like legit, like high def, multi-camera. Like it's a, that esports arena, the HyperX esports arena in the Luxor is like an actual esports space. And they had everything you needed to do anything you wanted. Uh, it was great. So uh, I would highly recommend checking that out. And it put me back, pushed me back into playing more Overwatch, which is kind of fun. Uh, all right, Hearthstone. Uh, when's that damn PvE thing coming out? Because so, it's all I care about. So what's happening, Garrett? We still we still don't know. Damn it. Just this month? Uh, we just D- know May, Dave right? Dave Kosak uh, did say, uh, he replied um, to someone asking this very question in the Hearthstone subreddit, uh, saying that uh, they wanted to give everyone some time after the expansions release uh, before kind of hyping it up. But uh, uh, May 9th, so next Thursday, uh, they're going to be posting a video with mission designer Giovanni uh, Scarpati, uh, probably butchering his his last name. Mm. Uh, But he's going to, there'll be a video walking us through everything and they're also going to be announcing a launch date. So it'll be coming. They just, there's always been a delay um, since they started doing these. Uh, I bo- do believe this is the longest one without actually going and looking it up, but this does feel like the longest break from release of expansion to the actual single player content hitting the game. I uh, always get the Scarpati when I go to Olive Garden. It's fantastic. Can't recommend it. <laughs> uh, let's see. All right, well, so that's coming up. We're excited about that. Heroes of the Storm got Anduin, the Boy King. And uh, at first, I wasn't very excited about it, but then I played him, and he's rad. So, uh, if you're a healer and you like healing in that game, he is a he's a priesty ass healer, and he's great. His trait is the coolest thing ever. Yeah, pulling people out of trouble with his yeah, D. Just life gripping. I know it's not the name of it. I still don't know the real name of it, but I'll always call it life grip. I call it pull. Let me pull you out with my D. That's what I like to say. <laughs> I call it uh, priest being dicks. Yeah, uh, because that's what, what it is in, in looking for raid. That's what they use it for. Right. So they, yeah, they really aimed for that. They, even his heal, his flash heal is, uh, you kind of, you need to hold still for it. There's a bit of a channel. It feels very wow healy. And it feels uh, very, very wowish. Yeah. So if, yeah, if you're, a, if you enjoy wow priests, Anduin feels like a wow priest. Yeah. He's cool. I also like his ult where he's basically doing his, uh, his, his BFA, um, you know, where he's looking at the sky and down comes the, you know all the healing and brings his people the up. beam of light yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a rad it's a rad uh ultimate for sure or sorry heroic yeah um yeah kyle and i spent um quite a bit of time on into the nexus kind of poo-pooing his other heroic and then we went into our patron games last night and promptly got schooled by the heroic that we were crapping on oh good so good. <laughs> what are the light light bomb i think light bomb yeah um, yeah, it turns out if you just uh, put nothing but tanks with <laughs> with Anduin and just start casting light bombs on the tanks that are already on top of your team, uh, works really well. Yeah. We got schooled by it. Well, that's good. That's good to hear because I'm hesitant to pick it, but now I might. Yeah, um, uh, I, would, I would say it depends on your team. If your team is uh, a lot of frontliners that are just going to be up in the enemy's business the whole time, light bomb is probably a good choice. All right. Uh, so he's really good. I would recommend checking that out. Diablo 3 news, zip, nothing, nada. Uh, StarCraft, not really that either. But Garrett, you've got a level 15 Kerrigan. Dude, I've been playing so much co-op at StarCraft and watching so much GSL. Like, I forgot how good StarCraft is. It really is the greatest eSport of all time. It's a great game, um, dude. There's nothing And co-op wrong. is fun as crap. Yeah. Uh, so next time you're bored, man, let's get in there and play some co-op. All right. 
I still haven't uh, done that. Are, I've got a level 15. I already had a level 15 Rainer and like a level 10 Zagara, but I haven't played him forever. And I got back in and, and I was playing like some of the weirder characters, like mm-hmm. the, the co-op heroes. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I, I still want it to feel like I'm playing StarCraft. I still want to build buildings and make units and micromanage. And and uh, that's what like the the free characters are. It feels a lot more like playing regular StarCraft. You still have to, you know, play a game of StarCraft, even though you're doing co-op. Most gamers have like a list of things that they'll always remember in the games they've played. And I have one for StarCraft that is right up there and probably the top three of all game moments that I've ever had in video games. And I played a lot of video games in my time. And it's in StarCraft 1, the original game, maybe in Brood War. I don't remember if Brood War was out. I think it was because the same year. The first time I was able to take a Protoss, don't remember his name, but the red Archon dude that you had to combine two guys to make. I sent him over to the other team, snuck behind enemy lines, and mind-controlled one of their um, their workers. I can't remember if it was, whether it was Zerg or, or Terran, it doesn't matter. But the first time I was able to do that and then sneak him out of there and then secretly on a large map build up two giant armies, Protoss and now this Zerg army that I stole from him basically turned it into turned it from a 1v1 game to a 2v1 game in one fell swoop is one of my favorite things I've ever done it was like the most it was like a revelation because this guy's like oh here comes his marines or no here comes his his uh, zealots coming from the north and then before he knew it 90% of his camp's dead because from the south came a bunch of zerglings I made and he's thinking he's the only zerg on the map it was great. Like to this day, just gives me a little tingly feeling in my groin. <laughs> yeah, I have I have a few of those too. I don't really have any StarCraft ones because oh. I, I almost kind of sucked at it. <laughs> so but, good. But uh, oh man, I've got a wild one for sure. Chat room says they don't think that's even possible in as StarCraft 2. That is correct. I do not believe you can do that in StarCraft 2. But it was... No, there's no Protoss Archon mind control yeah and there was a way to there was a way to guard against it like if you were a smart player and you were doing detection right and stuff you'd never let it happen under your watch but probably you could do that with some uh infestors yeah yeah yeah, yeah. in starcraft 2 yeah you gotta gotta play play zerg that's true nothing wrong with that though they're my favorite they're my favorite my my warcraft story is is a hunter is a hunter story oh let's why don't you tell it that's a warcraft yeah yeah it was a it was a it was an alteric valley Mm -hmm. playing pvp this Mm -hmm. is back when i just would spend my entire weekends just playing pvp with my buddies doing battlegrounds and you know the um the alliance towers i guess they're not ta- they're weird though i call them like bunkers in oh track valley right yeah i know what you mean and like the they've got that staircase so it essentially gives you three tiers there's a the ground floor when you enter then there's the staircase going up that has like a mid-level riser and then it splits to a double staircase up to the top floor yeah so uh, my buddy i was on my hunter my buddy's on his his night elf rogue i was a night elf hunter and we're uh, we're kind of defending the push in one of those bunkers up to the boss room on the Alliance, and people just kept coming in the door trying to kill us. And it was like something out of the Lord of the Rings. Like <laughs> horde players kept coming in through the door, and we were just a- acing them. Like yeah. I was up at the top, and my my rogue buddy was on like that mid level riser, you know, uh, sapping them and and fighting them. Mm. And we we were just dropping so many people, and it was getting so good. And then a a rogue eventually got on top of me and engaged me in melee range. And this is back. It was either end of BC or, or Wrath of the Lich King. So Hunter was, hunters still had weapons mm. when they were using bows. Mm. 
And uh, so, like, I disengaged, and it was just this epic thing. And at that point, in the middle of this fight, the bunker was taken, and so it catches on fire. Like, so in the middle of this fight, it's on fire. Wow. And uh, I'm I'm in this, like, crazy fight with this rogue, and we're both getting super low, super low, super low. I'm almost dead, but the rogue's almost dead, too, so he vanishes, and he reappears at the mid-level riser, and he's, I'm like, I'm about to die. So I just jump off the top floor, and as I'm falling past the mid-level riser, I had the freaking, oh, this would have been BC because I had the Sonic Spear oh, off a freaking right. uh, Murmur. <laughs> as I'm going past, melee range activates, and I swipe with my Sonic Spear as I'm falling past and kill him, and then I land and I die from the rogue poison. That's amazing. It was, amazing. Oh, that's it was the, the coolest thing ever. Best Lord of the Rings scene I've ever heard. Or, yeah. or Game of Thrones. Yeah. In fact, it sounds kind of like a recent Game of Thrones scene. I don't want to get Yeah, there. except I could see anything. So oh, uh, right. <laughs> I could see the action that happened, so it wasn't like Game of Thrones. Uh, no spoilers, everybody. I'm not going to say anything. There's nothing to spoil. You can't see anything. No. Uh, Patrick, do you have a wow experience or thing in the Blizzard game where you're like, man, that is like top two, three experience I ever had in a game? I I was trying to think when you were both telling your stories, and I know that I have had, you know, at least in WoW and Overwatch, mm-hmm. which I've played extensively, but uh, I, for some reason, I can't think of them right now. But I, I, I have this feeling rising up inside of me um, when I think about it. And I, I have images, and, and, uh, but I, I don't have a story. That's I'm sorry. Right. It's the story of my life. It's, yeah, I was all of say, it is it's, like that. Yeah, there's no yeah. one moment. It's all the moments put together. Exactly. The, uh, the other big one is, is down in the Lich King for me. But that, 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 that's a story for another day. Yeah. And really, it just oh, comes actually, down to, I, have awesome. a, I, I have a story from Lich King of uh uh success and failure oh you okay want i want to hear it give it so I, I have never been a raider um i never really had a raiding guild except for a short time between uh i guess uh, um outland burning crusade and uh wrath and during burning crusade one thing which i managed to do was to complete Uh, all of the requirements for the Hand of Alar achievement Mm -hmm. and title, which I still use to this day because we managed to do it like at the last uh, uh, possible week that we could do it before it was retired. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was so happy because I wasn't a raider and taking down Magtheridon, which was the, there were a bunch of heroic dungeons and Magtheridon at the end, which was so difficult to conceive for me because I, anyway, we managed to do it. And I felt on top of the world. And then for for um, Wrath, uh, it was right before the launch of Cataclysm. And we managed to get all the way to Arthas. Um, and we were, we wanted to, like it was, it was one week before the launch of Cataclysm. Uh, before you can't get the uh, achievement anymore. And we went to Arthas we would we spent the whole night banging our heads against that fight and and the last like the last couple of tries uh we managed to get to the last phase and we hadn't managed to do it until that point and we were ecstatic but also very tired mm. and everyone else was like you know what last phase it's fine uh whatever we'll stop now when we'll try to do it 
uh, in the next few days before uh, um, Cataclysm launches. Mm. And I knew that we weren't going to do it because that's the guild was very casual. Yeah. And I was like pleading and begging for everyone to to try one last time because we we were so close. We we almost had him. And they didn't want to, I guess they had, you know, like jobs and kids or something trivial like that, which I didn't at the time. Um, and I was like, no, we will never do it. I know we won't do it, please. And, and well, maybe I wasn't that dramatic, but uh, in my head, that's what it sounded like. And uh, turns out we didn't do it. I'd never beat uh, Arthas and I have no interest in going back and one-shotting him, you know, and, and we never did it. And oh. that I regret it. To this day, you should go back. Uh, but at and, least you I have a and, hand of Alar uh, you, title. You can so go back and solo all that stuff now and get that rad mount. I don't care. That's not that. You know, it's not. It's not the same. It well, yeah, it's, not it's not the not. same. But there's a mount that you can't get any other way. That's a super cool mount. Unless you're not. You're hey, not. Scott. Yeah. I don't do it for the glory. Okay, I do it for the beauty of the achievement. I see. All right. I I'm see. a real well, gamer. <laughs> Wait. Then you do do it for the glory because you can go well, to the achievement no, still. If, if no, 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 not the achievement like in game, like the achievement, the lot knowledge for myself that I can achieve this uh, ah, level of performance. Ah, That's what ah, I mean. and, and that confirms something I always expected of you, Patrick, that if you can't brag about it, you're not interested. That's right. Is that a comb Basically, you're waving around? Well, no, I wouldn't even. I mean, how long I'm have teasing. I kept my secret triumph about uh, the hand of Alar secret? Um, it's it's been like literally it? more than a decade, and it is it is an unbelievable achievement that I'm pretty sure uh, there's only a handful of people on this planet uh, that have managed. Sure, so. I'm pretty sure it's the hand of a doll and not a lar <laughs> you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, Alar, no, I meant a doll, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I was trying to trick you, and you you passed the, de the oh, test. Listen, wow. listen, it came up twice, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not going to, it's it's not that important. I'm just going to let it go, but you just repeated it like three times. And I'm just no, like, it's I'm good that you did. I, I, I now uh, trust you, uh, trust that you are a true Warcraft fan, so that's good. Truly. I don't have it. I'm just, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Truly, truly. All right, well, well done, everybody. Let's do a quick Thanks. email, and then we'll get out of here. Hear ye, hear ye. Why, it's the town crier. <laughs> All right, it's time for us to read an email. We got these at, or we get these at theinstance at gmail.com. That's theinstance at gmail.com. You can also leave us voicemails, 801-471-0462. This email's from Brodus, who says, Howdy, Instance Crew. He says, uh, wouldn't it be neat if, as a player uh, how ha who has owned multiple expansions, you could start a new character at the beginning of any expansion you have owned? I know this is ridiculous and OP, but man, would it be fun to be able to choose to start a tune at the end of Cataclysm. What about if you own Legion and Cata, and you can start at the beginning of Legion without a boost? Thanks for all the work you do, Brodus. Um, I guess that's an interesting idea. I mean, it feels like you're talking about instanced content, though. Like, your entire game experience would sort of be your oh. own. You know what I mean? Like, that can't be in a world full of other people doing it, or could it? Well, so does he mean... Oh, so he means basically not just the level, right. but, like, WoW Classic for each expansion. Right, correct. Yeah. 
I think that's an yeah, interesting idea. Yeah, that's a cool idea. idea. I think given the amount of work while Classic demanded, uh, that's never going to happen. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe in the same context as WoW Classic. Yeah, I agree. There's probably no way they do it. It's a cool idea, though. I like yeah. it. Also, your name's cool. Is it Broadus or Brodus? B-R-O-A-D-D-U-S. Brodus. Uh, it's Broad or Broadus. Broadus. Broad All right. That's like saying, I don't know what that's like saying. I'm not going to speculate. Uh, Garrett, any thoughts, feelings? Would you, do you want to do that? Do you want to start a new character at the beginning? Of a, a, as an altaholic, I would welcome anything that allows me to start <laughs> at even more characters at higher levels than one. Yeah. Uh, that aren't Death well, Knights you can. or Demon Hunters. <laughs> you can. You do have a, a very easy system. For free. It's called For your free. credit For card. Free. Oh, <laughs> it's your credit card. You're right. A very simple system is in place. It yes. just requires a credit card or a PayPal account. Yes, it yeah. just requires more money than I feel it is worth. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Brodus, we appreciate your email. And for those who want to write in and be like Brodus, be like Brodus. That's the t-shirt for you. Send an email. That email address is theinstance at gmail.com. All right, that's going to do it for us before we get out of here. Let's give everybody a chance to talk about any other cool stuff they got going on this week, like Patrick Pejas or anything cool happening. Sure. Uh, the Pixels podcast. Uh, if you if you miss Terpster and also want to hear about, uh, well, his training regimen, uh, also Mortal Kombat 11, Days Gone, uh, many other gaming topics, then please go to your podcast app right now, search for Pixels in the ad podcast section and subscribe and you will be happy. I guarantee it. If you're not, whoa, your money back. That's awesome. Um, Guaranteed yeah, happiness. That's, that's, Jeez, a, that's intense. Yeah. All right. And also not Patrick on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. So there you go. Yeah. Follow him over there as well. Garrett, how about you? Uh, everything's at amove.tv. Go check out the Angry Chicken for Hearthstone and the Nexus for Heroes of the Storm. We have relaunched Let's Talk About Star Wars. That's uh, with Jenny Josephson, Tom Merritt, and myself. It is now weekly. Shorter weekly episodes of Let's Talk About Star Wars. So go subscribe because we, we took a bit of a break, but we're back now. And uh, enter the Apex for Apex Legends. Nice. Get your Apex on. Get your Star Wars on. Get it on over at amove.tv. Now, uh, there's a lot going on at uh, around the Frog Pants Network. You just go find it at frogpants.com. That's where I would send you. And you can find this show at theinstance.net. Now, quick note. As you may have noticed, we have a new support system. It is called the Instance Loot Stash. And it's available. It has nothing to do with must, must, uh, mustaches, just for the record. I want to make that clear. Nothing to do with that. But I can tell you it has everything to do with you guys getting cool stuff every month for supporting the show. It's still relatively new. We just launched it 30 days ago. It went really well for our first month, and we'd love to see more of you in there. You can get to it simply at theinstance.net. Just click on the Loot Stash button, and you're in. Uh, for example, for a buck, you just get a great way to support the show and gain our profound thanks. But if you want to get more than that, we have rare, epic, legendary, and Warforged levels. And the Warforged level has this rad membership card that is unique and only available to you each and every month uh, right here through the Instance Loot Stash. So do check it out and support the show today, uh, especially if you're an old timer and you're like, man, I want to give back. It's time to give back to the show I love so much. Now's your chance. That's at the instance.net. You can find us on Twitter at Instance Show. You can also find uh, more shows like this at frogpants.com. Follow us all on Twitter. Find all the things you need there. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back next time with a brand new episode. Until then, everybody, within the sound of our voices, take care, and we'll see you then.
This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com.